Merry Christmas, friends. This is the Christmas message 2022, as only God can give. It has been said the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. So here we are, instead of the beautiful Christmas celebration we had planned, where the stories of our Savior's birth are read aloud and the hymns and carols of the season are sung with joy. Instead of a sanctuary filled with friends, neighbors, and family encircling the room with candles in hand, singing Silent Night. And instead of the other traditions that we hold so dear, we find ourselves in front of our smartphones or computers, separated from each other and held indoors by the snow and dangerously cold temperatures. Perhaps it's apropos that we find ourselves in this situation, not able to gather to celebrate Christmas as we had planned. We've spent this Advent season talking about the Advent principles of hope, joy, love, and peace from the perspective of John 14, 27, where Jesus reminds us that God does not give us as the world gives to us. We've taken time each week to contrast how the world gives hope, joy, love, and peace with how God does. And this is more than a measure of quantity or even quality. Often how the world defines these is completely different from God's intended purpose, even though it is not necessarily opposed to his purpose. To that point, how God extends peace is despite the troubles, not just in the absence of them. How God shows love is based on how he sees people, not on whether they reciprocate his unconditional love. Couldn't we learn a lesson from that? How God grants joy is found in deeper places than in what merely makes us happy. And how God offers hope is found in his promises that extend well beyond the finite number of days that we experience on earth as we adopt his kingdom perspectives. That sounds wonderful, doesn't it? True love, real hope, endless joy, and eternal peace. That is our God at work. We had planned a beautiful Christmas celebration, no doubt, no doubt. And we certainly would have enjoyed it. But that is how we want to celebrate Christmas. But scripture makes it clear, God doesn't want our ceremony. He wants our heart. I've heard it said in in ways like relationship, not religion. Or even Jesus hates religion. I don't believe that's true at all. I believe that Jesus hates hypocrisy. He hates false religion. And when people try to appear religious to show off or or out of um, just an arrogance. Those of you who have heard me teach for the past six plus years know that we aren't after perfection and traditions or, or polity. We don't go to church or sing the songs we do out of a sense of duty, but out of a sense of love and appreciation for God. We don't claim to know it all, have it all figured out, or have come close to mastering it, not even close. But we share in this journey as we go about the trials and successes alike in pursuit of a deeper relationship with him. We are a diverse group, maybe not as diverse as some, and we're in different places along this journey, but we're all doing this together. To that extent that our traditions serve to recenter our hearts and minds on him. It's, that's the purpose of our traditions, to recenter our hearts and minds on him. And, and the extent that we do that is a good thing. But to keep us honest, let me issue this challenge to all of us. I'm including myself in this challenge. Let's make this the best Christmas ever. Even though we couldn't gather as we had hoped or planned, let's make this the best Christmas ever. Not as the world defines it, not as we hoped or expected it to be, but as we should. Ask ourselves, are we feeling, believing, experiencing, and sharing the good news of Christmas, are we? 
There are so many Christmas specials on TV. Everything from the, the claymation creations of the 1960s that continue to be enjoyed today, the classics like It's a Wonderful Life, as well as the, the I'll call them the new classics like the movie Elf. There is, however, one that captures both the spirit of Christmas and its meaning as well. Now, there's no way I can do it justice, so if you indulge me, I will share the context and then the audio. It's our good friend Charlie Brown. Yes, that's right, good old Chuck. He was given one task, to find a Christmas tree for the performance, and with good intentions and a big heart, he selected the saddest little tree on the lot because he saw its potential and knew that it only needed love and attention. Of course, this was met with the response that you would expect. Let's listen. You're hopeless, Charlie Brown. Completely hopeless. Rats! You've been dumb before, Charlie Brown, but this time you really did it. <laughs> what a treat! <laughs> I guess you were right, Linus. I shouldn't have picked this little tree. Everything I do turns into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. There were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God. And saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. As Linus walked to the center of that empty stage, he simply said, Lights, please. And all the focus was placed on his monologue. The words he shared, they're found in the Gospel of Luke chapter 2, and were spoken by the angels to the shepherds. They proclaimed the good news and captured the meaning of Christmas. A simple message. We have a Savior. Friends, you have a Savior. A living hope that there is more promise to you than this life that you think you know. There is more joy, more love, and more peace. Not as the world gives it, not even on its best day. An immeasurable joy, an unconditional love, and a peace that surpasses all understanding. That is the plan. That is the promise. That is the gift of Christmas as given to you by the only one who can give it. How are you feeling this Christmas? Do you feel like you have everything you need? Do you see your life as the bountiful tree, well decorated and full, the one that Charlie Brown was expected to provide? Or do you identify more as the tree that appears bare and uncared for, a little lacking? In either case, you are capable of all of the good and abundant things God has created for you and that he has created you for. Of course, Charlie Brown didn't see it that way anymore. He could now only see what others pointed out 
from what they perceived through their eyes and their critical words echoed in his mind. This wasn't wasn't what everyone expected and that, that derailed the joy he had for the simple little tree that held so much potential. He had been robbed of the joy of Christmas that he, perhaps most of all, understood. What do you think? Is that you? Is that someone you know? If it is, pause this message right now and offer a prayer. But not to be dismayed, but also in desperation, Charlie Brown takes an ornament and tries to add something to the sad-looking tree and attempt to dress it up, make it presentable and, and I guess, acceptable to the others. And once he placed a single ornament on the tree, it, it just bent over, collapsing under the weight. To him, this just affirmed what he had been told. In order to be good and beautiful and appropriately fit the holiday, it had to be perfect in every way. And it wasn't. So he shuffled off in hopelessness. Now leave it to Linus to walk into a mess and once again, share the important message. I've killed it. Oh, everything I touch gets ruined. such a bad little tree. It's not bad at all, really. Maybe it just needs a little love. Tony Brown is a blockhead, but he did get a nice tree. Linus said, it's not bad at all. It just needs a little love. Friends, whether your holiday is off to a great start or it isn't anything like you had pictured or hoped, all that you need in order to experience the true joy of the season is a little love. Do you believe that? Guess what? God has the perfect gift for you. The familiar words of John three sixteen through 17, for God so loved the world, and that is you, my friend, for God so loved you, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. That is the miracle and the gift of Christmas. It is the reason for the season, the reason we celebrate, and the, the reason for the joy and hope that we have. The prophet, prophet Isaiah 9.6, For to us a child is born, to us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I would like to conclude by inviting you to learn more, to get connected, and find a church home where you can learn what this means for you. And if I can help you with any part of that, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I cherish these conversations, even when they don't result in seeing you at the church I attend. Remember, it's about relationship, not yours and ours. It's about yours and his. Now, if your considerations include Golden Beach Community Church, then let me share with you that this New Year's message on Sunday is titled, Better Than Back to Normal. We're moving forward. 
better than back to normal. We're moving forward. And this will be followed by two message series. The first, relevancy. And, and we'll ask some hard questions about whether prayer, church, and the Bible are still relevant. The other series is titled, What's Missing? As we dive a little deeper into the question of relevancy regarding some of the specific commandments and instructions of the gospel. These will be honest and encouraging messages from scripture as we seek answers to our questions. I hope you consider tuning into the weekly podcast, or even better, we get to worship, learn, and fellowship together in person. I pray that this is a good and memorable holiday for you for all the right reasons. So as you sit down and watch the television specials and read stories such as Twas the Night Before Christmas, I hope that you will also open another book for a story worth sharing. To find the birth of Jesus foretold, Luke 1, verses 26 through 38. To hear where Joseph accepts Jesus as a son, turn to Matthew 1, 18 through 25. And to hear of Joseph's ongoing faith and obedience, Matthew 2, 13 through 23. And the story of the birth of Jesus Christ, our Savior, is found in the book of Luke, chapter 2, beginning at verse 1 through 20. And the story of the Magi's visit is found in Matthew 2, 1 through 12. Consider reading all of these stories and ask God to reveal to you what it is that he wants you to know about the birth of his son, the birth of your Savior. Friends, may God bless you, your family, and your relationship with him, wherever you may stand with it. God has promised that he will meet you where you are. And I will be praying right alongside you. And as you reflect on the story and the message of the nativity, may you, child of God, whom he loves more than you can possibly fathom, may you be filled with the wonder of Mary, the obedience of Joseph, the love of the angels, the eagerness of the shepherds, the determination of the magi, and the peace of the Christ child. May the almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. God bless you all and Merry Christmas.